0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rambling Runoff. I am your host, Robert Rios, once again, coming to you live from undisclosed location. But yes, we are here again at Rambling Runoff here to give you the sports news that you need to hear. And today we have a very, very, very special episode for you here today as I have a very special guest host who's ready to ramble and run on forever with all of you today, and his name is Alex. He also runs a great podcast called Alvarone Endzone. He covers NFL, basketball, what well, you name it. He also loves some college football as well in there. But uh, yeah, Alex, would you mind introducing yourself really quick, man?
1: Hello, nope. I'm Alex. Uh, I also have a
0: podcast called
1: Alvarone and Zone. And uh, we're mainly, right now, we're covering the NFL and some college football. Think about doing uh, some MLM when the season starts. And, um, you know, in the past, we've done some USFL. We might also do some XFL this year. But uh, we've also done, you know, some college basketball and pro basketball as well.
0: No, yeah, dude, that sounds great. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on here today. If, if you guys have a chance, go check out Alex's podcast. It's great. I listened to it multiple times. You know, it's, a, it's a great listen. So, yeah, go check him out. Um, Alex, um, would you mind telling something a little outside of your podcast? Would you mind telling the people a little bit about yourself as well?
1: Yeah, so I go to Bowling Green University, which is in um, Ohio, northwest Ohio. It's pretty close to Toledo. It's like an hour 20 from like Detroit for a bigger city reference. Um, also, I like the Steelers for football, Cavs for basketball, Guardians for baseball, crew for MLS soccer. Um, you yeah, know, that's about it. Uh, also, I live in Cleveland, too.
0: A true Midwestern, if I may say so myself, correct? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dude, That's sick, dude. But uh, yeah, um, Alex, you're... I keep saying this wrong, Raleigh, right? Yeah, there you go, Alex Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I keep, I don't know, earlier I was saying like Rolly, I'm like, it's not Rolly, <laughs> I don't want to screw that up, but uh, yeah, Alex, thanks for stopping by today to ramble with us. Um, for today's topics that we got on our list, uh, we're gonna be talking. I know it's a little bit late, but it's still buzzing, it's still something that. I, myself, and I know you also enjoy watching some soccer. We're going to be talking the World Cup, of course. Um, We're going into some NFL, kind of. That's Alex's specialty. Um, And then we're going to go into some, I guess, memory lane. Uh, It's the holidays for the warm-up. I just wanted to see, I think we've talked about it once before, Uh, just talking about what our favorite sports memories have been over the years. And then, of course, a rundown. We got a bunch of stuff, so stick around and see what we got on top. You feel me? How's that sound, everybody? How's that sound, Alex?
1: Oh, I'm just gonna be hanging
0: out. <laughs> well, alrighty then. All right. Um I guess let's get this show on the road. Um for our first sports topic on Rambling Runoff this week, we have the World Cup, which I don't know about you, Alex. Um I had to wake up a little bit early for this game. So to wake up to watch Argentina versus France, I had to wake up at 6 a.m. here on the West Coast. And yeah, (laughs) what a hell of a game it was, dude. Like, I want to keep saying every time I see a soccer match of this, like, intensity, there's always something that overcomes it or out beats it. Because this Argentina-France matchup in the final, the World Cup in Qatar, was just something out of this world. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, Argentina defeated France uh, 4-2 to in penalties. They tied 3-3 in regulation and, and in extra time, in which Argentina are your 2022 World Cup Qatar winners. Uh, yeah, um, Alex, what did you think about this matchup that we had here in the World Cup this year?
1: Well, you know, just to start off, I don't think you can really ask for better. Uh, final, you know, game, obviously, 3-3 went to pens. Um, Also, it was good because I did pick Argentina at the very beginning as as my pick to win. So, and then also just jumping a little ahead, you know, it was Messi's first World Cup and only World Cup victory, so.
0: Well, I mean, of course, I mean, he had that chance in the uh, 2014 final where they went up against Germany. And, you know, everyone thought, oh, that was it. He squandered his only chance because it is true what they say. When Argentina loses, no, when, me- no, crap, I'm saying it backwards. One of those two. Basically, if Argentina plays like crap, Messi played like crap because everything was always on his shoulders. In which I want to say I beg to differ this time because, like, for me, similar to what you said, yeah, I had them as my pick. I had them as my underdog pick because, like, like I said right now, like, if Messi's not playing good, Argentina's not playing good. So I feel like a lot of people wanted to underestimate him, but at the same time, it was like, you know, including this other guy, Ronaldo, it was his last World Cup, it was Messi's last World Cup. So there was a lot on the line, like, you know, during this time period of the World Cup, you feel me?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Messi really showed off. Um, You know, and jumping a little more ahead, I do think he's the best uh, soccer player in the world right now, beating out... uh, Although, so he's the goat, yeah. I would classify him as the goat right now, um, just because you know Ronaldo hasn't won a World Cup, unless he has now. Uh, I would like to be interested. What do you think about the rumors that he might go to inner Miami? I've heard it a couple times now.
0: Well, during the World Cup. It was, for some reason, going around. Even before this, it was that rumor was swirling around. And during one of the games, they're like, oh, Messi agreed. Verbally agrees to go to Inter-Miami after the World Cup. And it's like, whoa. How is do he doing all this? Like, you know, like, well, obviously he has agents and managers. But it's like, okay, is this real for this, this time? Or is it just still a bunch of mumbo-jumbo? You feel me? Um If it is true, I mean... It'd be great for the MLS. You have you have the GOAT. You have a guy that's won a World Cup. You have someone that's like seen as a god in Argentina now, basically, you know, coming to your country, coming to your league, coming to your sport here, like, dude. Like, it'd be insane. I mean, it is insane just to think about like Messi coming to the United States to play Miami. David Beckham's team, like, come on, you can't even write Bro, you can never write anything like that better.
1: Yeah, I think it would um be a good team for him to go to too, judging just by their their fan base there.
0: No yeah, it'd be great. But first off, let me ask you this. Did you think the game was over when it was two zero? You know, I kind of did,
1: just looking at the scoreline, um, because I was, cons- um, maybe you know, 2-0 is a kind of big comeback um, to come back from, especially because they scored it pretty early. But also, you know, just being a Columbus Crew fan, especially last season, knowing that, you know, they got up a lot early, and then, you know, it just kind of happens in sports and you know, especially soccer, where you kind of let off the gas a little, play a little more defense, and then, you know, it's kind of easy to slip through a lead. <laughs> that happened a lot for the crew last year, so.
0: Oh, yeah, I think, what, it, what is it, 2-0 is the most deadliest lead in all of soccer, and I just had that feeling. I was like, damn it, like, once when, when Di Maria scored that second one, I was like, you guys need to score a third one because you guys are already shit the bed against the Netherlands, like, don't do it again, and of course, gosh damn it, what was it, The here, I have it it written down here, about the, 80th minute, they pissed it all away, bro, they pissed it all away, they get the handball call, Mbappe puts it in the back of the net, and then what, like, a minute later, Mbappe again, again, Mbappe, and like how you said, you can't have a, a greater final you know, like how here's i'll just go off a little bit of attention. tangent my pet peeve in sports whenever they're trying to promote a game is when they post like two players one from each team and it's usually like the most popular or the best player on the team right and like i don't know let's say like fucking lebron versus um steph curry right let's say lebron's out curry's only playing off the bench and it's like, okay, like, why are you guys putting them on the poster if A, one guy's hurt, and B, the other guy's barely playing? Like, you're just doing it because, you know, that's what, we get, that's what gets people to come to the game. Or, you know, they do play, and they just have uh, underwhelming games. This was the total polar opposite of that. You had two of the best teams in the world playing. You had two of the best players in the world playing. And guess what? They showed up and they showed out, and that's the only thing you could ever ask for in the game of this magnitude, which is just mwah, French kisses, bro. Like, you you couldn't ask for anything better or greater than this, in my opinion. I mean, would you agree?
1: Yeah, you know, World Cup penalties. You know, you can't get more suspenseful from, you know, from that. It's basically like a game seven, so. <laughs> And I'll go back to what you're saying earlier. You know, it seems like it's always when it's like two, two nil. Um, they always score like past the 80th minute. It's never like you tied up from 50 to 70 minutes. It's always at the end they make their they make their comeback. So,
0: no, yeah, I mean, because what it is, the other team will be like, oh, like we're kind of chilling, we're good, and it's like bam, you get hit in the face, you get bam right in the kisser it's like it comes out of nowhere and this is kind of what it felt like because after that I was just like shaking bro and I even wrote this down in my notes once Mbappe made that first penalty on the Fox broadcast they showed Di Maria's face because he had just gotten subbed out and dude I could see in his eyes I shit you not he knew he knew it was coming he was like oh no he's like they smell blood in the water and, he, and I think he knew they were screwed. He's like, we're going to do this whole entire thing over again. They're going to tie, and we're going to be in for a brawl. And that's what happened. That's what happened. It was just one big crapshoot right after that. But, I mean, like we've been saying this whole time, like it was one hell of a game. You, you couldn't ask for more. It goes into penalties, which I know some people feel indifferent about penalties, but nothing's more nerve-wracking than... A fifty-fifty chance, you feel me? I mean, I mean, I don't even know what, what else to say. Yeah, like know, the, is there anything? I like the penalty, oh, what you got? What you got?
1: Penalty format, I think, especially because it's kind of unique to soccer. I mean, they do have it in hockey too, but um, but I think you know, soccer really invented it. And then just go back where you were saying, you know, that's kind of like reverse lebron face you know reverse kobe face and then also it was like a reverse atlanta falcons where they blew the lead but you know still won it at the end. so
0: oh my gosh <laughs> did you just go there you just went there you just went there but yeah um going on for the, like, just describe the rest of the game, uh, going into the OT, uh, it did kind of slow down. The pace of the game, significantly slowed slow down, I think, just due to the fact that these guys were just super-duper tired. Um, and, yeah, it, it was like a nail-biter, because then you get the goal from Messi, which there it was a counter, you know, Messi in the front of the goal gets deflected out. People are just like, did it go in, did not go in. Well, surprise, surprise, it went in. And then, what, like a couple minutes later, Mbappe ties up the game again. Uh, with what was it? it was another handball, which I mean, I guess I for a, a split second I thought it wasn't a handball from like the first camera angle that they showed. And the second one, okay, the second one, it I don't know, it kind of hits the top of the elbow for mm. me at least, which I would have been like, that's not a pen, but hey, it's the laws of soccer, I'm not gonna argue with it, whatever. You know, Mbappe puts that one in the back of the net. And then, damn it. Oh, Who's the name of the other dude? I can't believe I didn't write this down. But um, there's that chance right before the end of OT. I think, it was, I think his name is Dembele. Oh, I forgot his name. But it was that chance that Martinez saved was his left foot. Like, dude, that was... If you went... I mean, obviously, if you wouldn't have saved that, that would have been it. Because it was like... Kind of like Bo Jackson running out of nowhere, making something out of nothing. Like, it was a something out of a nothing shot. And he made it important because it was the most important save of the game. I would say more important than any penalty block that Martinez made in the penalty shootout. Because if not, that would have been it, you know? But yeah, dude. One hell of a game. You had plays on both ends of the field.
1: Just to wrap it up, you know, you got the best players playing their best games on the biggest stage, you know, Messi with the two goals and Mbappe with the three goals, so.
0: Dude, that's another thing, that's, (laughs) that's It's I'm glad you brought that up, because that's like, like, there's the headliner, and then there's the subheading, which is Mbappe with a fucking hat-trick and a World Cup final. I mean, granted, two of them were penalties, but that second goal, dude, that's just a masterpiece of a goal. Like you cannot dude, I don't know. I'm just even that's why I wanted to talk about this though, cause I'm still just like lost for words on what transpired at six, nine in the morning. Like, bruh. Well, I mean, for you, what it was like, all right, like one, three in the afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lucky. Cause what you had to wake up like at six like at 9 a.m., right? Nine, nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you lucky son of a gun. Uh, but yeah, um, just to go over some things uh within the game as well. Uh that Fran- France France's first half in the game was abysmal. It was I have to forget because they never stood a chance, they never developed anything, they subbed off the one of their the right backs or their wingers. They subbed off Giroud, who was non-existent um, for p- possession overall. Um, France had a total of 46% percent possession to Argentina's 54 which more or less is true. Um, I would say, though, maybe, I would say controversially, I would say France's chances were a little bit better once they started getting the ball and like developing plays. Um Argentinas were on counters, especially that second goal by Di Maria, which started with Messi a flick, then a flick. And I was just screaming at the TV. I was like, Bro, look to your left. Di Maria's open. And bam, Di Maria with the left foot shot in the back of the net. 2-0. But yeah, at that point, I was like, this game's not over. <laughs> but uh yeah, um, I think that's mostly it for the World Cup. Uh where do we go from here now with the World Cup? Are you excited for 2026
1: now? Yeah, just judging off the U.S. team, you know, we had a pretty good showing just because I don't think that many analysts thought we were going to uh, make it out of the group stage. And you know, we had the youngest uh, World Cup team in the competition, so... You know, you give them four more years to develop. Um, we should probably go farther than sixteen. So, and I mean, it does it does set expectations, though. Uh, um, as as you know, obviously we didn't qualify for the last World Cup, so it was like, well, whatever we get for this World Cup is fine. Um, but I think I think they will uh, measure up to the expectations once twenty twenty six comes around.
0: No, Yeah, I mean, in regards to not just the U.S. men's national team, but overall as as a World Cup in four years when it comes here uh, to the U.S., uh, I'm hoping for a good showing. Uh, Yeah, like how you said, with the U.S. men's team, uh, we we didn't qualify. So whatever happened, I was happy with. I just didn't want to go out there and have them look stupid because then, like, all that hard work would have been for nothing. Like, all this time we got a new coach, got, like, basically a whole new brand new team yeah like i said they're all young i think we have the youngest captain uh out there with uh, tyler adams so um i thought it was a great showing uh i believe it should be it was a good showcase uh in regards to football in regards to soccer to show the rest of the world that hey the united states is back it's new and improved uh watch out for 2026 um it is going to be in the u.s and canada and mexico which is going to be interesting because i think that's what the what FIFA really wants right now. They want more of just more collaborative work to show I guess peace in the world. I guess you could say if that makes any sense. But uh yeah, um I'm excited. Uh this World Cup's got me excited. I think this World Cup's gotten a lot of Americans excited, considering I mean I, I think you could agree that uh soccer is probably the fifth, maybe even the sixth most popular sport in the US. But uh yeah, I think it's got a lot of people excited. Uh, It's got a lot of people motivated, so who knows? Maybe we might have the next breakout star in the next four years play for the U.S. in the World Cup here.
1: Yeah, it's definitely trending in the upward direction in America. I think uh, Atlanta in 2026 will have the best atmosphere because they get a lot of people going to the Atlanta United Games. So. (laughs)
0: That's true, but you gotta watch out down there in Dallas. um I know FC Dallas and uh, Houston and even austin a little a little far away from Arlington, I believe I'm not sure my texas ge- geography is that good, but uh you gotta watch out down there in Jerry's world. uh they're gonna be renovating the stadium uh they're gonna make it a little more soccer football friendly so we gotta see what uh what they got doing going down there at um was and t stadium right yeah, yeah. And then I'm hoping SoFi, SoFi has a good showing as well because, I mean, I, I'm out here in California, so I'm trying to see if I could go to a game, you know, check it out because how many times are you going to say you get to go to a World Cup? You feel me? I mean, you can always go to a World Cup, but it's in your neighborhood kind of, so you might as well go check it out. You feel me?
1: Yeah, any chance to show off SoFi, they're going to want to show off SoFi. so. <laughs>
0: I mean, of course, the area had a, a showcase showcase games there in which, technically speaking, apparently there was more people there than at the Super Bowl. So it's not like there's people that don't like soccer. I mean, there's a lot of... As someone that lives here, there are a lot of Hispanics, there's a lot, a lot of Mexicans. I mean, there's a lot of people that just love football here. So, of course, they're going to show up and show out for whatever sporting event that <laughs> that <laughs> that um relates to football and soccer here. So, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure in other places as well, you know... The U.S. is a very touristy place to come. We're going to get tons of people. I believe in 1994, when they had it here in the U.S., it was, like, one of the most, like, attended World Cups, and you had the FIFA president and Qatar representative saying that, oh, this was the best World Cup. Oh, buddy, you guys are, are in for a treat. I feel it. I feel it, bro. I don't know. Do you feel it, Alex? You, yeah. You got that football, soccer blood running through your through your veins, bro. It'll be fun. I <laughs> <laughs> do. I'm like getting excited just thinking about it, dude. I'm just sitting here getting excited, and it's not another. It's not even so another four years. I'm just super, super ecstatic for it. Cause, bro, I- imagine if the U.S. plays like really good, especially because it's gonna be a, an expanded, um, not expanded for, well, yeah, expanded format technically. Because they're gonna add like. Twenty more teams or whatever the the number is now, so it's going to be interesting because supposedly it's going to be, I think, eighteen groups of three. If I'm if I'm not mistaken,
1: yeah, I'm expecting a, a good U.S. performance by by then. Just judging off what we saw this World Cup. So,
0: no, yeah, so. Fingers crossed that the U.S. does well. um Hopefully, the environment here by the time twenty twenty six rolls around is at tip top shape because I'm pretty sure everyone is gonna want to like you know jump onto that soccer bandwagon. Bay, oh yeah, I love the Seattle Sounders. I'm like, bro, you've been living in Seattle for like ten years. <laughs> you feel me? Like, there's gonna be those types of people out there. You feel me? Like, they're just gonna jump on jump onto the bandwagon. But yeah. hey, it is what it is. Me and you both already like soccer, so we don't gotta worry about that shit. But it's all good in the hood now, you know? But uh in regards back to the World Cup final, um is there anything else you'd like to add? Or you're good, you're chilling.
1: I'll add that. I mean, it's kind of something that was almost almost only really specific for soccer, uh or at least in importance. But um at least as of right now, Mbappe and Messi both play for the same club team in PSG, so <laughs> That's kind of interesting too.
0: <laughs> that is, uh, you are correct. That is going to be a very interesting, um, I would you say reunion in France when they head back to their club team. Whenever Messi comes back, because I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Argentina for the next month at least, yeah. Yeah. just parading around. And I mean, just really quick, did you see like there's at least four million people up in that bitch running around, like? Yeah. Celebrating, like, dude, it's it's insane. But uh, I digress. Um, If if that's all you got in regards to the World Cup, are you ready to move on and rambling in our rambling runoff showcase here today? Yeah. All right, for sure, man. We're gonna go into from my football to your football, a little bit your neck of the woods. We're gonna be talking about some NFL news today, and um, I think it was a a pretty interesting. I think it was a good showing this past weekend. I feel like we had a lot of good games over the Christmas break. Well, for me, Christmas break. But I feel like there was no underwhelming games considering now we're in like, I guess, I guess well, we've been in the playoff push for quite some time now. But um, Alex, since I know, I would say you probably know a little bit more about NFL than I do. Uh, what What would you say has been the most interesting, what was the most interesting thing this past weekend from the games? Before we
1: start on that, I think you know the last couple of weeks of NFL games have been hitting. There's been about you know about six good games every week, but uh, jumping into this week, as a Steelers fan, I like the fact that they won on Christmas Eve, thirteen to ten, and then the Saints beat the Browns seventeen to ten. That's uh, right. Yeah, and then. <laughs> I liked what I saw. You know, you still had Gardner Minshew uh, start for the Eagles. That was a really good game. Cowboys ended up winning 40-34. You know, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, uh, still rolling with that uh, team. They're 8-0 since trading for McCaffrey. So there's that. Lions put up a dud, uh, which is unfortunate for them. Uh, they had
0: been rolling, though, and then... I know, everyone's been really hyped on the Lions. That's what I've been seeing.
1: Yeah, and then even Thursday, uh, one of my hype teams, too, Jacksonville, looks like they'll make the playoffs now after the Titans are still in contention, but they're basically out of contention, how they've been playing lately, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, cause I think they're on the bubble. Yeah, oh no, they're in the hunt, but they're like on the bubble, like towards the the bottom. They're like with the Raiders and the Steelers, in my opinion. It's like you guys are in the race, but not really. You feel me? Yeah. Like just based uh, off of performance,
1: all Jacksonville has to do is win out. So and they play Texans, and then they play the Titans. So and they're better than the Titans. As of even as of right now, especially because Titans have Malik Willis starting, so <laughs> it'll be fun to see Jacksonville make the playoffs again. I, I'm gonna say they are as of right now, so
0: <laughs> bro. If Jacksonville makes the playoffs, it'd be a damn miracle. Like what happened with Meyer, and you know, with, with all the shenanigans going on with their QB, it's like, hello, it's like, where was this like a couple years ago when you guys actually had like. A coach with with a resume who knew how to win, you know? I mean he pissed it all away himself, but it was a I feel like it was a very bad look for the organization as a whole. So going into the playoffs would be like an amazing achievement for them in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Especially also say this year's playoffs, there's a lot of new teams. Uh or at least there were. There still are. Um especially if Jets could sneak in. I don't know if they will, but at one point they were in the playoffs. But you still, as of right now, Dolphins may fall out of it because they haven't been playing that well. But as of now, they're still in. But, you know, Chargers clinched first time since 2018. As of now, you know, you also got Jacksonville in it. And then for the other league, obviously the Eagles haven't really been relevant since – um, the double doink game, and that so they're they're definitely a surprising team, but they're they're a new team around the playoffs relatively, and the Vikings are really a new team as well. Uh, San Francisco's obviously been in it for a while now, but you know they have Mister Irrelevant, so it'll be interesting to see what he does in the playoffs.
0: What would have thought that backup was going to carry them, low-key.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Tommy uh, might make it even though they have a weak, you know, resume. But he does make the playoffs more interesting, you know, him being in there. And then Cowboys will make it, so it'll be interesting if they can finally win a playoff game. And then Giants and Commanders haven't really made it in a while either, so there's some new teams around it. And then we'll see if Seattle and Detroit end up making it as well. So. You know, I just like that there's some more teams rather than the traditional powers this year.
0: No, yeah, I mean, I mean, you see my notes that we have right here, like, was, like, a shit ton of teams, one, two, three, four. I, it's, like, more than a handful of teams are still in the race somehow. Um, right now, for me, I think, like, the contenders, for me, in regards to, like, what's, like, available to be, you know, to get into the playoffs... It's gonna come down to the Bucks and the Saints and the NFC South. Um, I don't see Washington making it. Uh the Giants have a good chance. Could I mean they've been up and down all season. Uh the Dolphins, who have a great quarterback with Tua Tua Vanguard. Oh fuck. Damn it. Tua. He's going by Tua. <laughs> um with Tua, who, by the way, got gypped on that Pro Bowl selection, by the way. Um the Jets, same thing, another mystery team, I feel like who have been up and down, up and down the ladder this season, uh, and then that's it, uh, and then the Lions, I guess, as my, as my secret wild card, because everyone's been been hyped on the Lions, I don't know why, which is weird, which is coincidental, fun fact, that's where Alvaro Endzone stems from, correct?
1: Yeah, I like the uh, the Steelers. <laughs> so, yeah, from Cleveland, and I hate the Browns, so that's fun.
0: You hate the Browns? here yeah. from Ohio.
1: Why? I like the Steelers because my dad was originally from Pittsburgh. So.
0: Oh, that's sick. I mean, if you have to know, I'm I'm a loyal New Orleans Saints fan. No connection, though. <laughs> I mean, except my fit. At the time, my favorite player was Reggie Bush, and he was there for a while. So that's how I got into the Saints. There you go. But That's my only
1: connection. But what you got? You know, if you're looking at the games this week, let's see. Tampa, Carolina. That's actually a pretty big game because both are still in the race for the division pittsburgh baltimore still pretty big. Pittsburgh might be eliminated by that time of the game, but as of right now, they're still in it. Um, Minnesota and Green Bay, that'll also be a big game, and it's kind of a rivalry in itself. Seattle and New York are both fighting for playoff positions. Uh, Jacksonville needs to beat Houston, who actually has been playing pretty good, but uh, that's not really a big game in itself. Uh, Miami, and New England, both teams are still fighting for the playoffs there too. And then, you know, really the best game is probably going to be the Monday night game between Buffalo and Cincinnati.
0: I mean, would you say Buffalo and Cincinnati are somewhat of a rival rival now, considering they've kind of clashed a bunch of times in the playoffs the past couple of years now?
1: Yeah, I think, especially if they play if they play each other in the playoffs this year uh it would be a really good game uh, i don't know if they will just depends how the brackets go but um i think they're they're both probably rightfully so see themselves on the same the same level as each other because they, they're they pretty much both in the contenders category so
0: <laughs> no yeah, yeah, yeah i feel you um for me I think that Packers-Vikings game is very important. Um, I've kind of been following here and there with the whole Aaron Rodgers versus Green Bay Packers situation. I mean, like how you said, like there's a lot of teams still in content- contention, and that's only because a lot of like the, what would you say, conference or, yeah, division leaders have bad records. So that's the only reason why these other teams are still in contention. Like You have the teams like the Packers who are, Holding on for dear life. Like, honestly, I thought they were going to lose this past weekend. I thought Tua was going to have the Dolphins march down the field with two minutes, bro. Two minutes. This is what you practice. Two-minute drill. And But, of course, I mean, you saw he was throwing interceptions like Christmas gifts that day. And, you know, pissed it away for some injuries. And he explained it in his press conference. He's like, yeah, on the first one, that was a bad throw. The second one, I overthrew it. The third one, I don't know what I was thinking. I just threw the ball. Like, bruh. But they were, that's what I'm saying. The Packers were this close. Very small. Small chance. of They were about to be gone, bro. Like, this was it. We're about to go through the whole Aaron Rodgers saga once again. I mean, it's still going on, but even worse than what it is right now. But that's that's the game important. It's It's in your division. And the Packers have to win. Cause what do you do if you're Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are out of the playoffs? What do you do, bro? What do you do?
1: I think he'd still stay there, but um, cause I still think he wants to play, and they would definitely have a chance to get a lot better with if they could actually bring in some receivers. So I think they, I think he'd still stay. But he is getting older in age. So, like, I'd give him an opportunity to, like, give him better receivers and see how he plays. But if he was still bad after that, then I'd try to tell him to go. Especially because I want to see Jordan Love play, so.
0: No, I mean, of course, Um, what, they had Adams and they traded him away when this whole time Rodgers has been saying, we need athletic, we need athletes, we need playmakers off the ball, like, Hello, help me out here. Like I can't just do this with just an old line, because I'm getting old as well. Like I'm pretty sure they get, they'll always have a good old line. They'll protect them as much, as the best of their ability. But at the same time, yeah, like it's 11 v 11. He he's not gonna last forever, so they they need to get help in the draft, trades, free agency, dude. Fucking when people try out from the practice team. Like something, dude. Cause it's it's ridiculous. Cause how long has this been going on for? The past like four years? Like, dude, it's stupid.
1: Yeah. And if
0: I if I was him I'd be pissed off too, but he's too zen to be like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Uh I mean they still should have beat the forty ers last year, but they did not. That game was pretty wild in itself.
0: It was, and it was one with special teams. (laughs) Think about it, there was no offense, there was no defense, it was all special team plays. But I digress, Um, looking at the schedule as well, um, I would say the Buccaneers-Panthers game would be important, because I think Carolina's also still in the hunts, like they're on the bubble, uh, less than the Saints, but... Because I think what it is, both teams have to win out in order to have a chance. I mean, obviously, the Bucks control their destiny a little bit more than the Panthers. But with this win, if the, let's say the Panthers were the win. They would be the lead dog in the South. And the Saints and the Bucks would be trailing. Um, but basically, no one can lose. if they lose, that's it. Especially like the Saints. If they lose, that's it. They're done. Done though. They're gone. That's like basically half the teams on this list.
1: I kind of want like, even though I don't want the bucks in, it'd be fun. like I, I guess it'd be funner to see Carolina or or New Orleans just cause like Tom Brady, but he does make the playoffs better. And I like to have teams in the playoffs that at least have a winning record. So
0: I mean, it, you always have that one division that's like lacking. I remember like what was it twenty eleven? everyone was making a big deal when the seahawks were seven and nine and they're into the playoffs just just the fact that they're winning their division it's like okay then what do you want them to do i mean obviously they can play better football but that's just the way it's set up that's i feel like it's a perfect system in a way you get to see who is the better team and who is not uh it's not like yeah they get a a home playoff game and a guaranteed spot in the playoffs but they're the fourth team. They're not. They're no better or nor worse than anybody on the playoff bracket. If yeah. that does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, that happened to Commanders in twenty twenty. They played a pretty good game against Tampa. It was, and then I know it happened with Carolina, twenty thirteen or something. Yeah, they played. They did beat the Cardinals. Uh, The Cardinals, whoever their quarterback was, got injured that game. But then they also played a pretty good game against the Seahawks, who would make the Super Bowl that year. So, I mean, even if they're not that good, they still are motivated to play in the playoffs. So, you know, a lot of them have been good games anyways. (laughs) Or still good showings, even.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Speaking of the Commanders... Uh, You think they beat the the Browns this weekend? I think so. I mean,
1: because they're still motivated for the playoffs. I mean, the Browns are motivated to get a win back since they lost to the Saints. But it's also at FedEx Field, so that gives them an advantage. And the Browns are going through some locker room stuff, and they always have drama. And they just... I just don't see them being motivated enough to win this game, whereas Washington is motivated. And Washington's still a pretty good team anyways. So I think it'll be a good game, but I'd give it to Washington if I had to bet.
0: All right, I see you. I see you. I'm looking at the schedule as well. um, Dang it, I just hide it. Why did I click that? I was going to say... The Lions really need to win. They're playing the Cardinal, No, excuse me, the Bears, not Bears, uh, which I believe they're in the same division, correct? The Lions and the Bears?
1: Yeah, I believe they are. Yeah. So
0: I'm pretty sure the Lions are going to be desperate for a win as well. The Bears are 3-12. and I remember in the beginning of the season, everyone thought the Bears were turning it around, and then they just went down the worst Roller coaster drop of all time and they're 3-12 now in a hole obviously they're not making playoffs but it's the Bears and the Lions I'm pretty sure they, they want to also play play as well just use the names on the on the front of the jersey you feel me yeah but yeah I, I'm looking for the Lions to give a good show
1: I think they'll win because they'll be motivated coming off their loss but they did lose the Panthers and Bears played pretty well for most of the game against the Bills so it could be a pretty good game, but I think the Lions will have a good atmosphere too because they're, they're, it's going to be at Ford Field. So I would I would look for them to bounce back
0: this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, one other team that's in the hunt, Saints and the Eagles. Uh, Saints, as we mentioned before, came off that frigid cold weather game. Was it like three degrees in Cleveland? Yeah. And it was snowing. There was no one in that stadium. I saw on Twitter, uh, someone said that uh, the tickets were going like five bucks. And they were like, oh, wow, the tickets are cheap. A lot of people are going to buy that ticket. And then this person also said, and then I saw the weather forecast and I saw why it was five bucks. And yeah, like I guess there was no one at that stadium. Well, there was like a, a grand total of 500 people at that game probably. I never looked at
1: what the attendance actually was. I couldn't go if I wanted. I was just to. guessing, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to work uh, from 12 to 4 that day. Not that I would have gone anyways, because the weather was super cold for for this past weekend. But I think, I think Gardner, I think it's hard to say. I think Philly will still win, because Gardner Minshew is a pretty good quarterback. But New Orleans has been getting back on the right track, so I think it'll be a good game. I I'd still give it the edge to the Eagles just because they're they're one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah, it's going to be one hell of a fight in my opinion. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Um, just to go over uh two news things that actually happened this week as of this recording, uh, in regards to the NFL. Uh, first off uh the broncos have officially parted ways with their head coach because they suck and it was pretty bad bro this is what happens when you put individuals and personalities in front of the team and it just boils over and falls apart uh so what's nathaniel hackett he's out as denver's head coach and yeah um We'll see where they go from here for next season. Uh, you have, bro, you have Russ, bro. Like, it, it should not have been that hard. It should not have been that hard to get a winning team going. You feel me?
1: Yeah, they had high expectations. Obviously,
0: high, dude. They weren't even high expectations. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but dude, their expectations were to the root, no, to the moon, bro. That's how high the expectations were. It's
1: like they had a bunch of playmakers. Theoretically, but none of them have been making any plays. So, and then um, Nathaniel Hackett has—he's only the fifth coach in NFL history to get fired uh, from his first season before uh, Week 18. So, um, the fourth—the
0: fourth was Urban Meyer last year. So, I'm not surprised. Sounds about right. <laughs> But, yeah, dude, like, everyone, I'm pretty sure the Broncos are the most disappointing team of the season. Am I right? Is that a first statement to say? I
1: try to think of another team, and I can't really. I mean, p- pretty much. I, I mean, it has to be them. I think Las Vegas uh, it might be the second one because they made the playoffs in there. That's uh, true this year but I, yeah i don't think anyone can be worse than denver really so and and also arizona uh, to some extent too uh,
0: yeah yeah you're right because they went like what seven and oh eight and oh last season and they just shit the bed halfway through yeah yeah feel yeah that you know you're really smart bro <laughs> that was really well elaborated bro yeah, I would, I would put that in the same order. You said Broncos, Raiders, and the Cards? Yeah. Yeah, because 10 – yeah, 10 – well, actually, I would switch. No, actually, no, yeah, yeah we're good because, yeah, the Broncos are out of the playoffs and the Cards – no, the Cards are out and the Raiders, by a minuscule chance, are still in the in the HUDs. But, yeah, that's why I'm like, whenever I see the Raiders are still in the hunt, I'm like, you guys have been bad all season. How are you still alive? Yeah, and then
1: maybe Packers fourth if they don't make the playoffs. But also Colts could be fourth, too, because uh, I thought Matt Ryan would play well for them. Like, I I thought they'd make the playoffs because I I thought Matt
0: Ryan would at least play, like, a solid veteran. But he was pretty crap, so. I mean, they were getting capped on by the – I forgot who posted it. Someone posted, like, a Simpsons meme yesterday they're like, wow, look at this horse. He's trying so hard. It looks amazing. Too bad the race is over. <laughs> and it shows another horse in the winner's circle. as the Chargers are already celebrating. What, the final score was like 20 to 3. I was like, bro, this game was over like two hours ago. But yeah, poor, poor Colts. Yeah. But uh yeah, um, one other last news thing to go over, JJ J. Watt. I think it's the right Watt. Am I correct? <laughs> J.J. Yeah. Watt is announcing his retirement at the end of the season. It's been one hell of a ride for that man, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, uh, we were kind of debating, you know, me and my friends, I guess, if if he'll be in the Hall of Fame or not. I think he's kind of a fringe guy, but I think they'll want to put him in. Um, you know, he's been a really good player. I think the only thing that goes against him negatively is that he's been hurt a lot of seasons. And that's probably honestly also prematurely ended his career uh, to some extent, too. But I think there's probably worse Hall of Famers in there. I could see him as as maybe not a first ballot, but but um, he'll definitely get in there, I, I think, at some point. I think um, his brother TJ is a Hall of Famer as of right now. Uh, basically because he hasn't really gotten injured except so for this year. But um um I think he has better stats too just going off of the pacing. But it's kinda not really the point. I think I think TJ or JJ wants in at, at some point. So
0: well according to this ESPN article that I'm looking at, he is surely a first ballot Hall of Famer in the twenty twenty eight Hall of Fame class. And another thing I didn't know this Apparently he won NFL Defensive Player of the Year three times. The other, the other two notable people that have done that were Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor. So I think he's in for sure, at least first ballot. Yeah,
1: I'd have to look at some other eligible players for twenty twenty two.
0: But like you're not convinced, basically.
1: Yeah, I'm a stickler for. Uh, NFL Hall of Fame because I like their Hall of Fame it's kind of better than like the NBA because the NBA they just throw anyone in the NFL yeah, that's is true kind, kind that's of true. has high standards but I think he he deserves to be in at, at some point so I wouldn't be surprised if they made him first ballot uh, just because he You know, he's a good representative of the league, too, so...
0: Yeah, especially, he spent a lot of time in Houston, what, from, like, 2012 to 2015. He was, like, the best player, best defensive player in that time, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. So, I I think he'll get in.
0: But, yeah, cheers to J.J. Watt for an amazing career. Yes. He's even having a pretty good season this year, so... (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess you could see though. I mean, he's on a crappy team, unfortunately, but yeah, eh, it is what it is, you know? If you like doing what you like doing, then keep doing it. But, uh, yes, do um, you have anything else to add in regards to uh, the NFL? Not so much. I
1: think the Steelers and Ravens game will be good, though. Uh, hopefully Steelers won't be eliminated by then, but it's always an intense rivalry. But other than
0: that, we can move on. All right, then. I I like the way you think, and um, yeah. For this week's warm up topic, we have holiday sports days. So I believe we did this last year as well, but uh, of course I just wanted to bring it back. You know, it's something different, something new for the show. So yeah, we just want I just want to go over um some things with Alex and get to know him a little bit better as well. And in regards to what he remembers or what any favorable moments he's had watching or listening to any sports during the holidays. So Alex, do you have any memories as a kid or recently growing up like you know of any any sporting event taking place during like Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's like that do you would like to say to the people out there?
1: Yeah. As for recently, really recently obviously Steelers won on Christmas Eve and Browns lost to Saints on Christmas Eve day. And then, uh, I'm a Cavs fan and obviously Cavs and Warriors had a really big stretch of playing on Christmas Day. Uh, Cavs in 2017 ended up coming back from, like, a 14-point deficit in the final moments. Uh, they went went up by, like, six at the end, or I think it was actually only three at the end. But, um, to win that game, uh, Richard Jefferson dunked on Clay Thompson, uh, during the comeback stretch of that too, and then Steelers beat the Ravens on New Year, uh, Christmas Eve, one time too, where Antonio Brown uh, broke, you know, kind of broke two tackles, I guess you'd say, while stretching for the goal line for a touchdown. And then there's another one where Steelers beat the Texans. Two Steelers have played a couple on Thanksgiving too, which uh, have been hit or miss, I guess. <laughs>
0: You're like we lost those games. I don't want to think about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I know we lost like one of the years we lost the Ravens, but then another one of the years they beat the Colts. So,
0: oh yeah, man, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, uh, growing up as a kid, uh, I remember watching a lot of basketball. Uh, I think one of those, as a as a as a wee child, uh, if my memory is correct, um the Lakers played the heat and this is right after um, Shaq left the Lakers and he went to Miami and you know like that was like a big like ordeal at the time because like he's leaving the Lakers he's going to Miami polar opposite two two different cities two different teams polar opposite of the countries you know so I remember that was like a big deal cause it's Kobe versus Shaq it's like well can Kobe do it by himself can Shaq do it by himself I remember that was like a whole big deal. Um, I remember watching, um, I guess you could say a lot of football. Um, one memory I have, well, not just watching, but playing football as well. Like during Thanksgiving, uh, there was one year, I, uh, I didn't break my finger. I bruised my finger playing uh, two-hand touch football with my cousins. Uh, I was I was playing linebacker and I rushed our QB. And as I was about to, like, tag him with my two hands, my hand got, like, into, like, his, like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if you can see on on your screen. But, like, my finger got caught, like, in the sleeve of his shirt. And as he tried to juke to dodge me, I went one way, and he went the other way. Like I said, I didn't break my finger, but, like, I felt to, like, hurt, like, really bad. And I immediately just pulled my shirt, my hand out of his shirt and noticed that my finger was quickly turning purple. (laughs) so i ended up like bruising my finger really bad that day and then as i got home um because we're at my relative's house i was like what do i do like my finger hurts and i was like probably like 12 and my was like all right we're just gonna have to put it in the ice i was like what do you mean it's like 50 degrees outside i'm not about to put my hand in a damn cup of ice i was like nope that's the only way to fix it and yeah dude just dunk my whole hand into a cup of ice bro that sucked so bad um let me see I'm trying to think what else I got um I guess this one's a new year's one this is like when I started getting into like college football um oh by the way I like USC uh and this is gonna hurt me um USC Texas oh yeah yeah and the Rose Bowl championship game I remember watching dude I remember like everything like the back of my hand and I was like in first grade dude watching it in my living room with my mom and my grandma just like being like, oh yeah, we're gonna win, and then like we piss it all away because Reggie Bush decides to lateral the ball, and then uh, just hearing that call of of Vince's running into the end zone, just ah, uh, mm. it still hurts me, bro. It still hurts. It still hurts, man. Just seeing USC lose that type of way on New Year's. Or whatever that day was, because it's been a while now. But yeah, um, that's like one memory of mine. I mean, I guess now I can say new ones now, because we had the World Cup uh, during the holidays. You know, the day, Black Friday, we had uh, the U.S. play England and nil-nil draw, which I know we already covered here on Rounding Runoff. But uh, I got to go to a watch party with, I mean, you guys already heard. Our, our constant listeners already know I went with uh, Alondra and a couple other friends of mine to go watch the game at a watch party and dude there is a hell of people there bro people were hyped i mean only f- it finished a tie 0-0 but it was a good game uh england had possession most of the time Polistic had that crazy shot off the bar that came out of nowhere so i mean i was content it kept us in the race for the world cup so i was like hey it's all good in the hood so there was nothing to panic about but uh yeah um I don't know, i'm trying to think i have like a hell of stories bro i don't mean to, like hog up the time but uh, Alex do you have anything else to uh to add on to your memory your, from your memory bank before I take up all the time and and whatnot
1: yeah one thing and I'll try to make it quick but also entertaining I like the Diamond Head Classic college basketball tournament where it's played in uh, Hawaii at their college basketball stadium this year it was Washington, Hawaii, Iona, Pepperdine, Seattle, SMU, Utah State, and Washington State. And this year Hawaii won off a buzzer beater. Uh to beat who did they beat? It was SMU 58-57. That was their first time winning the tournament. And it was a good comeback because the 2021 uh the 2021 one got canceled, at least the championship game got canceled. And the day before it was the Hawaii Bowl, which also got canceled. And that one was even worse because Hawaii lobbied to, for that year, Hawaii lobbied to get in that game. And they didn't even play it. So it was kind of a bounce back Hawaii sports, you know, year, I guess, because they actually successfully ran the events.
0: That's a good one. That's a good take, bro. I didn't even think of that. They always play that tournament every year, right? Yeah,
1: since
0: like twenty eleven, I think. Yeah, cause it's like a preseason tournament, correct? Yeah, it's kind of
1: fun.
0: So. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't always get to watch college basketball because there's so many games and there's so many teams. Because, like, I guess it's more accessible. But yeah, like for me, that's a, that's a really good take. Cause yeah, like they usually show that well on ESPN, right? Yeah, it's the ESPN network. So. Yeah, it's like on the middle of the day. So. Yeah. Eh. Kind of. Nice. But uh, but yeah, um. I got another one, uh, and I just lost it. Damn it. <laughs> I just had one, and it just escaped me. Um, oh, uh, when I started watching, I don't know, for some reason, like, around, like, 2016, I started watching a lot of, like, Mexican league soccer. Because uh, they have this, um, there's this guy in the league. His name's, uh, oh, dang, I'm forgetting his first name. He goes by Gignac. He's a French player, plays for Tigres and Monterrey in the Liga MX, in the Mexican league. And there was a lot of hype around this guy because, for one, you don't see a lot of Europeans heading down south to Mexico to go play some soccer. And he was a striker, so it's like, all right, well, he's not going to get called up anytime soon, but he's still really good. So he was killing, like, kind of like Erling Haaland from Man City. But, you know, in the Mexican League, he was just tearing up teams and breaking scoring records. And I think that was the year they are like, oh, they're, they're gonna win it because i think in the final it was christmas eve they played two, basically they played two legs so they had already played the first leg the week before and christmas eve the second final was on yeah excuse me the second game was on christmas eve and they went into penalties bro and dude that shit was crazy because like, i didn't know there's a bunch of deaconess fans in my area because i started hearing fireworks pop off outside my house i was like what the hell's going on out here bro like damn I guess it was that big of a deal, and uh, even my mom, she doesn't watch a lot of soccer, and she, like, saw me watching this game, she's like, what the hell is this? I was like, well, this is Tigres, and that's Club America, and, like, wait, they're called Tigres? I'm like, yes, they're called Tigres. I believe it's a university, though. She's like, interesting, and so, like, literally from, like, a whole month after that, even going into New Year's, every time there was a celebration my mom and i would just be like yeah tigres like just for no like unironically it was just the funniest shit ever uh, especially like on new year's we had fireworks <laughs> and just to call back to the week before for christmas like dude this is just the, like this is just christmas eve all over again just go tigres just for no reason bro so yeah i had that that was like a fond memory of mine and um it was funnier too because that year i think it was 2016 going into 2016 um uh, i was a senior in high school uh i recorded it on my snapchat around my relative's house but i just slipped my relative's house and it's me like you know going ballistic and my cousin brought fireworks and all my friends were like robert were you like in a war or something why were there so many fireworks and like banging and clanging everywhere like we were just going crazy that day oh dude good times good times but yeah, um, is there anything else to get anything to uh, counteract my holiday memory?
1: No, I have I have a question for you, but it might be better suited for the rundown, honestly. So
0: I will. What, what is it? What is it? What is it? I want to hear. All
1: right. So for rundown, we have MLS officially released season schedule for the year. So what do you think about the midseason tournament there? Oh no, yeah, if
0: if we're ready, yeah, we're good, man. Uh yeah, going into the rundown now. Thank you, Alex. Um the midseason uh I mean, it's the league's cup, correct? Yes. If I am. Yeah, um I think it's okay. Uh I mean, we get more games. It's interesting because this is what was what has been rumored for the past couple of years now cuz there was a hard rumor going around that they were going to like uh unite both leagues it was going to be an MLS Liga MX league but it was more weird because we didn't know how the format was going to be we didn't know it was going to be a tournament like I didn't think it was going to be a tournament I don't think no one thought it was going to be a tournament um everyone thought oh they're just going to unify kind of like when the AFL and the NFL came together and it's like all right we're now we're just one big league all right I guess but it was more interesting because if you're Liga MX you're Liga MXies And you're collaborating with the MLS and you're about to unify your league. How does a salary cap sound to you? Not that good. Because, wait, what? Like, what do you mean we can't spend crazy money on Gignac, Ronaldinho? The the MLS would not allow that because they have a a hard cap. They have a hard salary cap. So to get to this point and hearing that it's a tournament, all right, I guess I'll take it. But also, it's in the middle of the MLS season, which I kind of don't like because, like, it makes sense in Europe to have it because they play their league games on the weekends, and then they play tournament games in the during the week. So you get your open game, your open cup games, you get uh, UEFA Champions League, and you get your charity match games throughout the weekend, the weekdays. You feel me? Like that? I feel like that makes more sense. But having it kind of smack dab in the middle where you have to kind of Mickey Mouse the the schedule, I, I think it's okay. Um, and in regards to the MLS schedule itself, I think that's great, bro. You know, Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, dude, I think that's amazing. Because now you don't have to be like, oh, what day is my – you don't have to – for yourself, like, well, you don't have to be like, oh, what day is the crew playing on? Oh, I can't watch it. It's at 3 p.m. and I'm at work. Like, come on, like. I feel like that was ridiculous because you always had to try to find and discover where your team was playing at and at what time, and it was never consistent at all. I don't know. What do you think? Sorry if I kind of rambled on for a bit.
1: Yeah, I like the consistency, too, where you're picking the the weekdays. Uh, Some of the opening games I kind of like, too. Like Columbus opens. Against Philly, so that'd be a good matchup. Obviously, Philly made it to the uh, cup and losing. Um, Columbus tied them, drew nil nil, and then they lost one nil. But it really should have been nil nil because the our goalkeeper bobbled his only. It was his only bobble this season. So there's that. And then FC he starts at home against Houston, and then. They play Orlando on the road, and then uh, Crew's home opener is DC, which will be uh, fun because they'll probably win them.
0: I mean, they got Wayne Rooney, who's gonna, who's had a whole couple of months now to organize, figure out what he wants as a team. So it'd be that'd be an interesting matchup because uh, who do the Crew have now at the helm as head coach?
1: We have. The Montreal Impacts old coach. Oh, yeah, you're right. forgot about
0: that. That was, like, recent too, no? Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. It is... Mm. And I would say he didn't do... He, he did a really good job with, like, yeah. not a lot of good players. I mean, they have Mihailovic, and I think they have... I'm forgetting the striker's name, but... I feel like they didn't have a lot of... They didn't have a lot of big-name players... But he he did good with what they had.
1: Yeah, what Nancy? Oh, Wilfred yeah, it's Nancy. Wilfred Nancy. Yeah, from Montreal. Um, uh, they had a good season last year. So yeah. And also the uh, Hell is Real Derby games at Columbus, and then August twentieth in Cincy. So,
0: are you excited for those? Have you been to any of those rivalry games?
1: I've not. I might try to go this year i haven't even been to a crew game yeah i've only been to crew two games so but uh
0: oh you like crew two game, dude that's interesting
1: yeah i like mls next pro as well they haven't released their schedule yet so
0: oh yeah dude go out to a game i heard their stadium's pretty sick
1: yeah they just got a new one so that'll be nice
0: too but yeah but uh yeah um I like I love the schedule. Um, what, the only thing that also hurts me, and my hurt my wallet as well, is that all the games are on Apple TV. Oh yeah. Um, do you have Apple TV?
1: My parents do, but it doesn't affect me so much because I just pirate all the games anyways. But <laughs> uh, I did like like especially a lot of the teams, and I I like the cruise broadcasters. And a lot of people said they liked the uh, the regional broadcasts, too, because I kind of liked it being on, like, the same platform as, as, as the other professional sports, too. I liked our regional broadcasters. And then also, it's like, well, it's still going to be on ESPN uh, uh, because I guess they bought some of the rights to some of the games, but they might not like cover it on like sports center as much now that's not
0: yeah, right. yeah. cuz um i, I think you i think yeah they they're going to get a couple games but i think their like main contract expired and it didn't renew it and then also uh taylor twoman i don't think he's working at espn no more he put up a tweet like a couple weeks ago like oh i had a good run at espn and yada 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 and it's like, okay i guess like you know he's gone you know so it's gonna be interesting to see how the coverage works as well. Uh, I know Fox is gonna still host some games. Yeah. That'd be so cool. yeah, it's gonna be interesting how it work, how it turns out.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I hope they still have like the pregame uh, uh, shows. You wouldn't even maybe necessarily have to have it for all the teams, but at least for like the game of the week or something. You could have like a MLS rundown show or something like
0: that. But oh yeah, 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 I feel yeah, yeah, Um, I think they they should they might I don't see why not. It'd be like weird just to be like oh we have all the games and then like no no sort of presentation of you know highlight reel package of yeah. you know a broadcast. But yeah, um, I like I like the schedule. I think it's great. Cause let me see, when's the yeah the leaks cup break is. Oh, does it does even say on their website. Oh, it does. Uh, we'll pause following July 15 games for the League's Cup play and resume on August 20th. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add in regards to the MLS schedule being introduced announced?
1: Not really, but it'll also be interesting because uh, St. Louis gets a new team this year, so...
0: Yeah, we'll see how they pan out. Uh, I know they've already played a couple of games. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for the this season. Uh, let's see what happens. Yep. Good luck to the crew. <laughs> yeah. They're going to need it, bro. Yeah, they probably will. But... Rebuilding stage. We'll see. But uh, yes, yes. just, just uh, moving.
1: Wabin? Oh, uh, I, I like Jason Russell Rowe a lot. So, he'll play. Oh, more. Okay. That's... All
0: right, for sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right, Carlos Correa. What are your thoughts,
0: bro? It this is all, bro. It's a shit show, bro. <laughs> bro, there was a quick second that um, he was gonna go play with the Dodgers. Then, but that was never gonna happen. He'd be enemy number one on and off the field. Uh, then everyone thought he was going with the Giants, but uh, I'm pretty sure you saw that. He had a, he has like a, a nagging leg injury, which apparently the Twins never caught on to. But okay, um, and now he's going to be a New York Met, which is cool. But apparently that leg is still bugging him, which it's just surprising to me that he's been playing this whole time. He seems fine. And now you're telling me that he can't play for one team because he has a leg injury, he failed a physical. Now he's going to another team in which now they're saying he might fail this physical. So it's like, what the hell, man? Like, I think it's just dumb. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I like baseball's contracts. Because they're the only ones that are given decade-long contracts out of here. That's just weird, huh? (laughs) It's like, you're never going to play that long. I mean, I guess Korea may be good, but it's just like that's like twenty thirty six. It's kinda like wild to think about.
0: Yeah, you you're telling me you're gonna sign this guy to like 10 pl- – like I remember when the Dodgers signed Mookie Betts and what's like a nine year, twelve I forgot what it was, but it's like mo- almost ten year contract, probably even more a little bit more than that. If, I can't remember on the spot, but it's like how are you guys signing these like bonker ass deals like millions of dollars decades worth of playing time like, yeah like you're right these guys are not gonna play that long so it's like dude what because what were the Mets trying to sign them for 12 years bro dude that's stupid 315 million dollars what the fuck? <laughs> dude. I know, I, dude. Like, yeah how how do they do this? Is what I want to know. How do you how do you conduct how do you how do you do how do you conduct business knowing that's gonna be x amount of years and x amount of money?
1: Hey, banking it all on the front part.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: Like Miggy, you know, it's kind of, and Pujols even, you know, you kind of, um, sluggish on the back part there. I guess you'd
0: say. <laughs> That's true. It's because like I think because what it is, because you can sign players in baseball and just have them ride the bench for like more than half the year, but like, there's always these like anomaly, like the- like no, like the named players, they get those lengthy contracts, but they get big bucks. And usually, yeah, sometimes they don't pan out. Yeah, like Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> but oh, that's true. It's
1: it's kind of a front load sport, I guess, but it's also one of the sports where it's like you can play for a lot longer. So
0: <laughs> that's also true. It's not like an NFL where you can sign a three year, four year contract and. I mean, like obviously it's a, a heavier contact sport in which you know your career can end the next day, or same thing with soccer. You could break your leg and or get a concussion, kind of like Taylor twelve men, like you know like those types of players where it's like you can't you can't do it no more, or even basketball. Same thing because what like the longest like most was it Vince Carter? He went like twenty twenty some years. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But, yeah, um, what do you think about Korea as a player? Does this does he fit well with the Mets?
1: I mean, like you said, we'll have to see, I guess, how, how healthy it is. But if he's healthy, you know, I think it's hard not to fit with the Mets because they got, you know, they're spending a lot of money on a lot of players. So, theoretically, that should make them good. So, but... Uh, we'll have to see how they they mash, and then you know, once the season starts, we'll see how healthy he is. So I think as long as he's healthy, the Mets will be pretty good. So
0: hello, hello, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how my mic muted. Uh, the 2023 uh, Navy Federal Credit Union uh, Stadium Series game will be between the Washington Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes. The game will be broadcast on ABC and ESPN Plus in the U.S. This will be Carolina's first outdoor game, which will take place in NC State campus on February 18th. Um, I don't watch a lot of hockey. Uh, I was just looking through what NHL news was going on. Their season's still going strong. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give that quick shout-out to the NHL really quick. Um, And just to wrap things up, Alex, uh, I know you love college football, and I know we've kind of gone a, a little bit longer than expected. So in regards to the college football playoff, we have the VRBO, Verbo, Fiesta Bowl, and the Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl. And the, and the Fiesta Bowl, we got Michigan versus TCU. Who do you think is going to win that game? All right. So
1: Michigan-TCU, I think, will be the better of the games just because they're more even teams, I would theoretically think. I think Michigan will win. They don't have quorum, but that didn't matter for the all state game. So I'd pick Michigan to win. Uh, Just because TCU's almost lost so many times this year. Uh, I think Michigan's the better team. And then Georgia, State, I would have to pick Georgia uh, because Ohio State kind of snuck in there. Yeah, they'll be motivated, but Georgia obviously has been number one the whole year and won the national championship last year. So I would go Georgia-Michigan final, and I'd probably pick Georgia as repeat champions. And just going back to the uh, NHL thing at the the outdoor stadium, uh, First Energy Stadium, Brown Stadium, Cleveland's doing a couple outdoor games as well, where they have Ohio State versus Michigan hockey game in February, and then an AHL game with Cleveland Monsters against the Penguins AHL team in March. So I might go to one or both of those two.
0: Yeah, man, sounds good, but... uh... Who do you have it winning all in the college football playoff if it's Georgia and Michigan?
1: I would have to give it to Georgia just because I think they've been the yeah.
0: most dominant team all year.
1: I would think they're going to go back to back likely, but we'll see how
0: it all plays out. Dude, that'd be crazy. But uh, yeah, um, I know we, like I said, we are running a little bit longer than expected, but uh, do you have anything else to add in regards to anything we've talked about today? Hello, are you still there? Did lose you lose trying
1: Hello. Think of something fun to ask.
0: Oh, <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just asking. I always ask all my guests this question, so let's it's all good if you don't got nothing.
1: Let's see. Wait, wait. I got. But I, wait, wait, wait. Let's, see, let's see. Let's see. All right. In 2007, Jamarcus Russell attempted 66 passes, completed 36, 54 percentage, 337 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. I just had a Jamarcus Russell card laying around, so
0: there, there's your Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. Card. Oh Other my god! That, I can't believe I can't believe you just did that. Yeah.
1: But other than that it's been a fun fun runoff
0: so oh man thank you thank you um oh dude that was fucking hilarious <laughs> but uh yeah um thank you alex for uh joining us today um if you liked <laughs> listening to rambling runoff uh if you're on youtube uh, please like the video, please subscribe. If you're on Spotify or any other listening fat platform, if available, please like the podcast. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, uh, you can hear from Rambling Runoff on Twitter at, at OffRambling. You can find us also on Instagram at Rambling Runoff. We also have a TikTok, so try to check that out. Uh, Alex, where can they find you on the socials?
1: We're at out of on end zone, Spotify, Apple Music, Any other podcast platforms such as like Anchor. Um, And then out of our hands on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter.
0: Alrighty, yeah. Um, For Alex, um, I've been your host, Robert Rios. Thank you for listening to Rambling Runoff. We see you next time. Peace out.